0: on Broadway for Monday, October 12th, 2020. On Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway stars James Marino. James, you had a a triply exciting this week on Broadway on Sunday where you, Peter, and Michael talked about triple threats. Yeah. Uh, who, who were some of the uh, the est thready people that you three came up with?
1: Oh, uh, you know, it's so hard to, to narrow it down, but I mean, we run the gamut from jeremy pope all the way through carol channing i almost did a
0: voice that was not one that i would have thought would have been on that (laughs) list but good
1: yeah so uh you know uh let's see peter started off with a totally unexpected choice but uh as soon as he said it i was like absolutely peter started off with hinton battle
0: Oh yeah, I would not have considered him. Uh, that he would not have been who I would have uh, who would have come to mind. But he's like a what a two or three time three time Tony winner, three time Tony. I think every time we talk about him, I think I want to say he's a two time Tony winner, but it's actually three. But yeah, three time Tony winner. But he hasn't done much in recent years. Yeah, we the... talked
1: about that as well.
0: We, What's we he talk... doing?
1: I, you know, we don't really know. Uh, I did a quick search while we were doing this week on Broadway and. Um, there was uh, a musical called Cindy, based on a 1970s uh, television show that he was involved with in, in the 2014 or so. And then uh, I saw uh, I did another um, search, and he was involved with the workshop of uh, the musical version of The Sting, which was a couple of years, oh, right. yeah. uh, a couple of years
0: back, four years Started. ago. Yeah, started with I think Steve Kazee and then hmm. um yeah. uh, uh, uh uh Harry Fa- uh Harry um Connick Jr took over, right? Oh,
1: that's right. That was the Harry, Harry Connick was, was involved with it at some point. Yeah, so uh but other than that, uh, in Battle is uh MIA from uh, at least my radar screen. Uh I would love to know if anybody knows yeah. what he's up to. Let us uh, let us know cuz he's an incredible talent. Just a yeah, to- he's
0: He's just living off of those uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer ah. musical episode residuals <laughs> is, uh, is what he's doing. Excellent. Uh. Yeah. Um, speaking of very talented people, on tomorrow's episode of Today on Broadway, we will instead have a very special interview in which I talk to longtime Broadway radio friend Karen Mason. Uh, James Karen told me to tell you hi. Uh-huh. Um, so we are talking about her upcoming live streamed concert, not live streamed, streamed concert that was actually filmed at Don't Tell Mama back in 2015. Um, it was to celebrate uh, the opening uh, of the venue. She actually was one of the artists that opened Don't Tell Mama. I'm back in 1983 and this is being presented for four nights this coming week, the 15th through the 18th so we had a great conversation and we will have all of that information coming up on tomorrow's episode. Of course you can hear that episode and this week on Broadway and everything else from Broadway Radio first on patreon.com slash broadwayradio broadwayradio.com slash patreon and if you would like to participate in the discussions like they had on Sunday I see a lot of uh, a lot of uh, listeners chimed in with their additions to this uh, yeah. trip- Threat conversation tons of folk coming up with uh with really good ones including uh juliet green throwing out jane krakowski who i think is a a really really good modern one there um so that's a wonderful one so patreon.com slash broadway radio absolutely uh
1: and we'd love to have everybody come and visit us on a sunday morning we have uh lots of fun every sunday morning So let's uh, get into the news. First
0: up in the news, we got the bad news that we expected on Friday. We did, James. And uh, full disclosure, I had a lot of people email and tweet me and saying, oh, my God, you were right. There was bad news on Friday. I might have known Mm -hmm. that that was coming and I Mm -hmm. might have just not been able to say it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I love everybody thinking that I am actually psychic or really, really good at this. I'm just – Fortunate to have some people tell me what's going to happen. But anyway, James. uh, Do you know the man
1: behind the curtain? Is this the thing? Is this the, you
0: know. Uh, Joel Gray? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, I don't know Joel personally. Okay. I've heard of him. Um, But even without my forewarning, this isn't necessarily a surprise by any means. We've talked about this for months, that the January date that had been previously the cutoff for um, where the Broadway League was currently looking was not going to stand. But it was made official on Friday as the Broadway League announced that Broadway will remain dark through at least Sunday, May 30th, 2021, which means... That If there are performances, it won't be until Tuesday, June 1st, officially wiping out an entire season on the main stem. On the logistical side of this announcement, this means that shows can now begin to process refunds or exchanges if they would like. But according to the league's statement, that was not really the reason for announcing this shutdown so far in advance or this extension of the shutdown. The Broadway League's Charlotte St. Martin said that they announced this uh, delay because they wanted to allow industry members time to find new jobs. Hmm. She said, quote, we hope that this knowledge will help everyone to make plans for the near future, given the difficult situation that so many in our community find themselves in and the need for some to find interim work in order to pay for rent maintain health insurance and feed their families that is just such a uh, i mean a a sobering slap in the face about how uh, our country and this industry has failed so many people uh during the time that they needed them the most but james we've heard from the start of this whole thing that large gatherings would be the last part of society to be reopened by the new york state government and while neither the league nor the state have released any type of timetable as of yet saint martin St. Martin did say that while they had hoped to reopen in the spring, that this is clearly not going to be feasible now. Now, James, I do imagine that it won't be too, too much longer before we get some sort of guidance from the state. It might involve reduced capacity reopenings at first, which won't really help Broadway, but could maybe help some other theaters around the city, James. But I, I just, I, I think at some point we will get some sort of announcement Um And I think it'll be fairly soon. I just – I don't know what that announcement will be.
1: The governor of New York, uh, Andrew Cuomo, and the mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio, have not really seen eye-to-eye on a bunch of things. So I think uh, we're going to need some marriage counseling there before we get any uh, true guidance. Uh, Our friend Lisa Goldberg has been – has been ta- has been talking on social media a lot about the need for uh, some champion to come through to pull together all the yeah. all the industries that are being killed uh, in the entertainment business in New York, whether it be the restaurants and parking garages and uh, hotels and bars and uh, Broadway theaters and everybody to get together. To really take a leadership role because it seems like we are vacant some leadership right now. But Mm -hmm. um, certainly, you know, we have uh, 20 some odd days until the national election here in the United States. And uh, I'm hoping that leadership will
0: emerge after uh, after that election. From your mouth to Obama's ears. Um, So, uh, so far, two shows have announced date changes since they no longer will be able to open on the dates that they'd previously announced. The revival of The Music Man will now begin previews on December 20th of next year with an opening night on February 10th of 2022. That is a show that, don't forget, was supposed to begin performances last month. MJ, the new Michael Jackson musical, will now begin performances in September, theoretically, of course. Uh, But, James, there are a number of other shows that had previously announced openings in the spring. Take Me Out, Plaza Suite, Caroline or Change, and I think a few more, uh, mostly from nonprofits. But obviously those plans are going to have to be changed as well. And the only thing that I can say about pushing this back, I still I'm kind of of the opinion now that this will be extended at least one more time into September, probably past Labor Day of 2021. Uh, But either way, the one good thing that I can say about these extensions being um, pushed back longer is that potentially I could see this actually helping shows when they restart. If they came back in the spring, I think that there would be a lot of Americans and especially international tourists, if there are any uh, coming into the United States, not wanting to sit in theaters with other people just yet. If they delay that another three to six months into the fall of 2021 – whether it's because of a vaccine being a little bit more readily available or people just kind of realizing the limitations of life and they want to do things a little bit more, I could see shows having a little bit easier chance to get people to come to shows if we wait until September. Um, that's like the, the silveriest lining that you could put on this thing because otherwise it's completely the darkest cloud possible. But I do see there being some benefit To pushing it back as long as possible from a production business side, but everything else about this sucks.
1: Yeah, I have to agree with you. Uh, I I point blank asked uh, Peter and Michael on this week on Broadway, if, uh, if they suddenly announced that Broadway was open, would you go to a show on Tuesday night? And Peter said, absolutely, yes. But it's, it's hard because this is so much of Peter's life.
0: <laughs> I mean, Peter, Peter would never have stopped. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. Peter's been to 10,000 shows in his life, and I'm, that's not an exaggeration. But I think that he is right now a, um, uh, an, an anomaly and an outcast or an outlier in a lot of those types of discussions.
1: You know, it's also interesting to me is that this also gives the New York Times a, uh, a longer runway to pick a replacement for Mr. Brantley
0: yeah i mean and and I have you know as much as I would love to see them hire somebody i I think that they can afford it um there's nothing to review so i mean i guess they can at least i can at least understand why they haven't announced anybody yet, although I think that it's they could they they can afford to hire a critic and find a work for her <laughs> excellent so what do we have in uh, show news? But we actually have some exciting stuff here, James. On Friday, we learned that Jack Thorne's adaptation of A Christmas Carol, which has played the Old Vic for the past three years and played Broadway in 2019, will be part of the Old Vic's in-camera initiative. But unlike previous in-camera productions, this will actually be a fully staged show just done in an empty theater rather than a very minimally staged show done on the stage with the theater as the background. Um, This show will be streamed Uh, From December 12th through the 24th, and I've seen, I think, two in-camera shows already. They were fantastic, but they were very small things. I will absolutely be tuning in to see this one at least once. We also learned last week that one of the stars of A Christmas Carol's Broadway bow last year, Lashans, will be part of a new online play about nurses treating COVID-19 patients. That kindness, colon, nurses in their own words, was written by playwright V, who was formerly known as Eve Ensler, and will co-star Connie Britton, Rosario Dawson, Stephanie Zhu, uh, Hugh- Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, Billy Porter, Marissa Tomei, and more. The show will be um, uh, available from uh, BAM, Brooklyn Academy of Music, and will be free, but viewers are encouraged to donate to the Brooklyn Hospital Center COVID-19 Fund. It will be available for 96 hours only, starting on October 15th, which is Thursday? Thursday at 7 p.m. And finally, in this section, last week, Playbill announced that they would be airing readings of three plays by Wendy Wasserstein this weekend in honor of the late playwright's 70th birthday. The shows will run in rep with women and others on Friday at 8 p.m., Isn't It Romantic on Saturday at 8 p.m., and of course, The Heidi Chronicles on Sunday at 7 p.m. No casting has yet been announced, but tickets will be $15 for a single show or 35 to bundle all three. And proceeds from the weekend will support TDF's Wendy Wasserstein project.
1: Well, those are uh, some good things happening this week. So uh, when we get our uh, Tony nominations on Thursday, we have to start by uh, – Watching V's new play on Thursday evening, and then uh, the BAM stuff Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We got a full weekend of watching stuff. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's awesome. So uh, we have some feel good recommendations. What are they? We do. The first one comes from the New Yorker and Rachel Syme, who or Syme. I don't. Ashley and I have talked about this. We don't know how to pronounce her name, but she's wonderful. Um, She's a, a, a writer, and she interviewed the fantastic Mandy Patinkin. Um, about life in quarantine, social media, his four decade career, um, talked a lot about his, um, Juilliard classmates, Robin Williams, Patti Lapone, William Hurt, um, talked about, um, you know, his, his, his legacy as Inigo Montoya, um, and how much he just loves it and pinches himself anytime anyone asks him, um, about that, um, I think that the it's so interesting, James. I, I've admitted my love for Manny Potankin, which goes back decades. And I think that's true for many people. But he has this reputation in the industry about being difficult and hard to work with. Um and is this is something that he's admitted. But every time you see him do interviews or you see the social media stuff, he just seems like a lovely older gentleman. Um so I don't know if that's kind of like the Juilliard methody type thing that makes him difficult to work with. Um But he seems absolutely lovely. And every time I see an interview or watch one of his um, uh, Twitter posts, it just makes me love him even more.
1: Absolutely. I mean, uh, we've all heard (laughs) crazy stories about Mandy. Um, Chicago. uh,
0: Oh, big criminal minds. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I'm just not going to show up for this season. (laughs) You know, the television people, they don't plan too much, do they?
0: No, no, no plans at all. Just fly by the skin of their pants. Uh, so
1: it's it's awesome to see Mandy doing uh, all these things. I mean, we we've talked about him so much in the last uh, in the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, he's the best. All right, real quick, I want to talk about uh, two videos that you can watch. The first one comes from Samantha Barks, uh, star of Stage and Screen. She is going to be part of an upcoming filmed production of the musical First Date, which we talked about a few weeks ago and I've already got tickets for. Um, She's playing Casey, while Simon Lipkin will be playing Aaron um and she sings the song safer from the show uh in this new promotional video it's fantastic i love this show um i think it's funny i think the music's really good there's some clunkers in there but whatever um i think it's it's a hilarious show so i'm really excited to see this um there's been a ton of really great small um, shows coming out of the UK that have been filmed and streamed uh, in various different ways. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing this one. And then, speaking of things coming out of the UK, over the weekend we got the official trailer for the film adaptation of the musical Everybody's Talking About Jamie. The show or, or the adaptation of the show uh, has been pushed back a few times, but it will now plan to hit theaters on February 26th. Uh, of 2021. And uh, the trailer is really, really good. I've never seen the show. It hasn't played in the U.S. yet. Uh, but I know so many people that love it very much, including my friend and boss, Patrick Hines. He he loves it. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing this film and hopefully getting uh, everybody. Everybody's talking about Jamie. Did I say everybody loves Jamie? Not no, talk-
1: you're talking about Jamie.
0: Did I did I get it? Right. OK. Yeah. There's a song by my favorite band called Everybody Loves Jill. Um, So I always try to transpose those titles every time I talk about it. But anyway, everybody's talking about Jamie. Um, Hopefully we will get it on stage at some point uh, before or not before, but uh, after the film comes out in February. That's what I was just going to say. I wonder if that precludes uh, a,
1: a transfer from the West End to New York. I mean, uh, Patrick talked about it so highly, and Robbie Roselle talked about it so highly. Uh, they had seen it in London. Ben Brantley reviewed it in London. I was very excited about it. So uh, it's interesting because all the U.S. studios are pushing back openings and pushing back to next summer and and beyond next summer. Yeah. Uh, well, it seems like everybody's talking about Jamie's still on a still on a path to come, even though there's not really movie theaters that are are in yeah. business these days. Oh. The movie theater movie theater business is uh, seemingly just as hard hit as the Broadway business right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, speaking of Samantha Barks. Um, what if Stephen Sondheim called you up and said, hey, Matt, uh, could you come for a walk with me? I want to take a walk with my dogs. Would you, would you go?
0: I, I would go. I saw that he or somebody using his official Instagram account posted that. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I would I would go. What does that have to do with Samantha Barks? Well, dogs bark, you know. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was
1: horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, is that – yeah. I, I, i mean we love ashley we love ashley and we hope that she's going to be returning this week but um but uh some folks have been saying uh, emailing said it's great to see you back with matt on today on broadway because we missed the dad jokes and i
0: had to get a dad joke in there somehow do they really like did, uh, here's the thing is anybody really saying that or are you just saying that people are saying that because you want me to think that people actually like the dad jokes
1: uh, no, people are actually saying it. In fact, uh, it was in the chat room of uh, this week on Broadway uh, on Sunday. So uh, you
0: know, you know what we should do is once a week, like we, like Peter does with his trivia question. We should have you on, or you could do a drop to have a James's dad joke of the week. I think that's what we should do. If people really need that, if you're not going to be on every day, um, we should have James's dad joke of the week just to satiate those people that feel like they need that in their life. It's like the old David Letterman show
1: where he used to have the
0: what's the guy into the guy into the audience stares or it was Chris what's uh, his face? Chris Elliott is Chris who you're talking Elliott. about and then he yeah. had Biff he'd have Biff come in and do a joke here or there or uh, uh, oh who was the guy the old white guy with glasses. Um, oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, and he just to, died a few years ago. Yeah,
1: I can't remember, but he would. Uh, he was an NBC page, and then he converted to uh, to Letterman show. Uh, Some, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Somebody will remind us. Yeah, but, somebody. But. I wanted to point out that the Sondheim walking his dog thing was not a joke that actually happened on Instagram. And I was thinking about a 90-year-old man walking two dogs through the woods, uh, and he was deep in a wood. (laughs) And uh, lots of uh, Into the Woods references made there, but uh, Sondheim walking his
0: dog. All right, I got it. His real name was Calvert DeForest. Yes. He was known as Larry Bud Melman. Yes. I, kept the bud. Was, I had Bud, but I couldn't get the rest of it. He just uh, actually he died in 2007. It was not a few years ago. I lied. Um, but Larry Bud Melman. Um, he appeared on both yeah. uh, Late Night with David Letterman and The Late Show with David Letterman. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, Matt. once you Way get off out of the here? Path here? Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt.
1: It, it did get weird. 20 minutes it did yeah
0: always it's, so, uh, it's does. a formula
1: like, yeah but, oh we got to get a segment of Robbie reading uh Patti LuPone's uh tweets really right do yeah I'll reach out to Robbie tomorrow okay and my name is James Reno from broadwayradio.com and broadwaystars.com thanks for spending some of your Monday with us and kicking off the week and uh oh Karen the, the Karen Mason interviews tomorrow and uh we'll see what happens on Wednesday we'll talk to you then